We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, TVTPFL. It's Wednesday, it is April 13th, it is 2022. We have seven MLB games to talk about here on today's podcast. I'm joined by my buddy Keith Eister, Eyes819. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Not much. Always good to talk a little day baseball. Uh, so we got a nice little day slate here. Um, we're starting to get through that um first rotation of pitchers so we should see some more legitimate pitch counts uh this seems like one of the better pitching slates that we've had so far this year i think it's clearly the best pitching slate we've i mean just on a a studs like standpoint um i think it's clearly the best pitching slate we've had this season so um we opted to do the early slate the seven game early slate because the main slate, I think, is, what, three games? So we're going to talk some day baseball, like you mentioned, and uh, just break down these these pitchers and hitters, and should be a fun one. Um, I mean, when you have this many good pitchers and a few kind of eh pitchers, I mean, it sets up as a fun slate. So let's jump in and get started here. The early, early game, 12-20 Eastern, is when this slate gets kicked off. We got Washington at Atlanta. Nine total in this game, and the Braves are a 210 favorite. Josiah Gray against Max Freed. Uh, any interest here in Josiah Gray? I don't think so on, on this slate. Atlanta, a really tough matchup. Pretty good ballpark for hitting. Uh, there's some strikeout upside, but I, the power in, in Atlanta's lineup scares me a little bit. Um, there, there are other guys I would rather play for sure. I mean, it should scare everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the power in this lineup should scare everybody. I mean, it's it is like you said, it's a it's a tough matchup for Josiah Gray. He's cheap, but I think we're gonna find better just overall pitchers on this slate. And then on the other side of this game, we have Max Freed going up against this tough Washington lineup. You know, Max Freed, a guy that very good real life pitcher. Um, you know, we talk about this all the time. This Washington lineup against lefties last year, 
you know, even into the beginning of this year, not a big strikeout rate against lefties. So um, Max Fried's 9,500, maybe a different slate, but I'm kind of leaning towards staying away from Fried here. Yeah, I'm with you there. It's the price tag. Um, he just doesn't have the strikeout upside to pay off that price when you've got Scherzer and Nola. We'll talk about Kershaw, but I mean, the, the two at the top for sure have much more upside and it's really not that much more expensive to get up there. Um, respect Washington's lineup as well. Soto, obviously one of the best hitters in baseball. Nelly Cruz, uh, he was scratched yesterday, but if he's in that lineup, he matches up really well against lefties. So yeah, I'm, I'm out on Max Fried at that price. I'm not looking to target the Washington bats against him. I think that's kind of fair to say more of just Max Fried's price than anything else. But um, do you have any interest here in the Washington bats? No, I think that's, that's a great point. Like Fried is a, a really good pitcher. Um, not necessarily always for DFS, but in real life, he'll limit damage. He keeps the ball on the ground. Um, not a pitcher I like to strike, uh, to stack against really at all. Um, pretty good walk rate as well. So just don't see a ton of opportunity for Washington to blow him up here. If you wanted to hunt home runs, Nelly Cruz would be the guy I'd look to. Um, wouldn't mind a Josh Bell, although he's up, he's better against righties. Um, but Nelly Cruz would be fine as a one-off, and so do you can play in any matchup. I think Ruiz, if he catches at 3K, he's someone that has in a very small sample size a lot of power, uh, a lot of hard hits against left-handed pitching. Him and um, Thomas are two guys that Lane Thomas, they just have really high hard hit rates against lefties so if you want to take like like you're talking about just try to find some power um the atlanta bats here against gray you know we saw atlanta just absolutely crush last night um josiah gray he struggles against lefties and righties as far as just power strikeout stuff is there and the strikeouts are in this lineup but i think we're we're going right back to the Braves here. And I think it's just going to be about, can we, can we fit them in with some of the stud pitchers? Yeah. Matt Olson is the most expensive, but he he's my clear top play here. I think this is a great matchup for Matt Olson. Um, I like Albies and Rosario as well. Um, Ozuna is still fairly cheap and Duvall is pretty cheap as well. Uh, so I, I think you can make a stack here of this Braves. Austin Riley, probably a little bit too expensive. I would leave him out. Um, just with the the matchup against Gray, Gray is better against righties, uh, but love Matt Olson and then uh, Albies and Rosario definitely core pieces as well. Yeah, I think you know just riding the hot bat of Ozuna is even in a righty righty. Maybe his ownership's down a little bit in this spot, but I, I think he's just a good hitter in general. So um, I'm really interested to see what the Braves lineup looks like. If they're really, if like Duvall is going to be like an everyday player for them or not, even in righty righty matchups, or if they they platoon somebody here. So, um, definitely interested to see that. But I think Matt Olson, this is a great spot for him. Um, you know, we, we talked about it a lot the other day. It's a really good ballpark upgrade for him just overall this season. So, interested to see kind of what happens out of, you know, this season for him. Cleveland at Cincinnati, we have a 10 total in this game, and the Reds are a 130 favorite. We got McKenzie against Lodolo, I think is how they said his name. But anyway, um, Tristan McKenzie here, 
already one start this season, 47 pitches. He struggled um, with his command, didn't really show a lot of strikeout stuff. And now he's facing the Reds in the Great American Small Park. Um, any interest here in McKenzie? He's a guy who's flashed strikeout upside in the past, but that, that pitch count worries me. And in this ballpark, this is a fly ball pitcher. He walks a ton of guys. I can just see him giving up a three-run homer at least. Um, the price tag is attractive. I think I prefer Lodolo on the other side. Uh, and there's one other cheap guy that we'll talk about too. So I like a couple cheaper options better than him. Don't think I'll need him on the slate. I think it really just comes down to – do you want to try to chase the strikeout upside? I mean, there's plenty of strikeouts in the Cincinnati lineup, but I mean, these two teams are going to be two teams that we talk a lot about the bats from because this ballpark, these pitchers, these prices, this slate, I mean, it just all kind of sets up here. Um, you know, looking at the other side of this, you know, Nick Lodolo, um, uh, he's a lefty and this lineup, when we're looking at this lineup just in general, I, I favor like left-handed pitching against this lineup a little bit more than right-handed pitching because like Fran Mill is, you know, Reyes is or Ramirez, they're they're a little bit better against right-handed pitching. But I can't wait to see what this lineup kind of looks like in general. But I don't hate potentially taking some shots here on Lodolo. Um, he did start the season in Triple A. I think he was someone that they kind of stretched out here. Um, so, I mean, I could see him throwing 80, 85 pitches. He's 6K. Yeah, I, I do love the price tag. Um, he is one of the better prospects in, in baseball. He was a first-round pick a couple years back. So this is a guy with, with great pedigree, great stuff. Um, the Cleveland offense has been really good to start the season. But I'll, I'm going to bet on the, the talent of this pitcher a little bit just because of the price tag. Uh, 35%, over 35% Ks in AAA last year. So he, he's got legit stuff. Um, just at this price tag, I, I think you can take some shots. We did, we did see, and, and again, it was his AAA stats were very, very limited. Um, I think he only pitched like six innings in AAA last season. And, you know, he wasn't someone that we saw it, a lot um, outside of the double a just in general, but everything that we've seen so far from him is he sets up more of a ground ball pitcher and that's going to kind of be good for him in a ballpark like this. So, I mean, yeah, I think we take some shots on the talent. We hope that he gets 80 to 85 pitches here and it works out. But I mean, looking at the Cleveland bats, I mean, this is a game that we're going to expect some runs from. So on lineups that we're not looking at Lodolo, maybe we're looking at some of these Cleveland bets. Yeah. The pricing on these guys is pretty good. Um, Ramirez is, is expensive and right, rightfully slow, rightfully. So one of the most productive hitters in baseball, he's got some speed too. He can steal bases uh, 5,600 for him. That's justified. You've got Reyes at 4,500. He's the most expensive of everybody else here. Rosario is better against lefties. Uh, I wouldn't mind some Miles Straw, especially if he's hitting up in the top of the order. We'll see what they do um, with their lineup. Uh, Stephen Kwan is a, a rookie who bats left-handed. I'm not sure if he'll play here. Um, saw a stat on him today. The guy has not swung and missed through like four games. Uh, and he's like flirting with 
like the most hits in history through his first couple of games. I think he, he fell off a little bit today. Um, but just a guy that came out on fire, I'm not sure if they start him lefty lefty. So I think you could potentially see straw move up the lineup. Um, Hedges is a catcher with some power in this park that interests me. He's three K. Um, yeah, I mean, just in this ballpark, I, I have respect for Lodolo's stuff, but it's a guy making his major league debut. I'm, I'm quite interested in Cleveland here. I mean, we talk about it all the time. You can, this is, this is baseball. You can play hitters on one lineup and the pitcher on the other lineup. And it's just how it goes sometimes because the range of outcomes is so, so large. Um, I will say this, like, if Clement draws the start here, Ernie Clement, like he is 2100 at second base and would free up a lot of salary. And he's shown that like he has double digit upside. So um, solid number of small sample size against lefties. So just another guy that I wanted to just throw out there. Um, mostly price more than anything else. Um, listen, McKenzie's going to strike some guys out here. No doubt about it but he struggles with control. He struggles with fly balls. I think, I think Cincinnati is going to end up being like my top stack on the slate more of, yeah, I love the Braves, but if we're like comparing pricing. Cincinnati is going to be a lot easier to make a stack work, you know, five man stack and two solid pitchers. Yep. I'm, I'm right there with you. Love Cincinnati. Um, Votto at 4,800, uh, Naquin at 3,700. India is a little pricey at 4,600, but I wouldn't have a problem with him in a stack. Um, I mean, those, those would be my favorites. Uh, Tyler Stevenson is a pretty talented catcher. I think he could fit in there. Moustakas is 2,700. Is that correct? Yeah. Holy he's God. really, really cheap. <laughs> um, I, I know he's been struggling. Uh, even, too even last though. year he struggled, but that, that is just way too cheap for sure. Yeah. I mean, you're at that point, you're just playing the talent and we know that like Moustakas is someone that can hit two or three home runs in a game. So, and especially in this ballpark, you know, warning track shots in other ballparks is a no doubter home run in this ballpark. So the nickname of great, great American small park is for a reason. So love it. <laughs> yeah. I love this spot. Nyquin and Vado, probably my two favorite plays from this team. Um, they're obviously some of the most expensive guys, but I mean, Tyler Nyquin at 3,700 is a top value play on the slate in my opinion. So, yeah. And when, when you combine it with like a Moustakis who is just 2,700 like that, like I'm more, more concerned about the total stack price. And when, when you've got really cheap options, throw Stevenson in there too at 3,100. And then all of a sudden it's really affordable. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's a really cheap stack. So, yep. All right, we got the Cubbies going into Pittsburgh. Eight and a half total in this one. The Cubs a slight favorite here at 125. We got Hendricks going up against Zach Thompson. Let's talk Kyle Hendricks first. Um, first outing, decent start against Milwaukee. Um, I think he only had one earned run, pitched 83 pitches, five and a third. And I think we... We, we see a little bit different start here from Hendricks, more on just control. He's a control-type pitcher, and he had three walks, and the, the wind was a little crazy that day, and I don't want to say it necessarily was a huge factor, but it's a huge factor when it's Wrigley. So, um, I mean, this Pittsburgh lineup is weak. I, I think this is a spot that Hendricks could go out at 6,600 and just give us a quality start and be a really solid SP2 um, just in general here. 
Yeah, he, he is underpriced for this matchup. Pittsburgh is, I mean, it's probably between them and Oakland for week, weakest lineup in MLB. Um, really good outing his first time out. I wouldn't expect 7Ks again, but you don't need 7Ks at 6,600. Um, in this ballpark against this lineup, there's just no real power threat against him here. So I, I think he's the cash SP2 for sure. Um, and I think even at that price tag, he's, he's in play for tournaments too, because you don't need a massive score. Uh, we're going to get to some guys later who are making their first start of the season. They're still going to be in that like 70 to 80 pitch count range. So the, there's still limited upside. Obviously you've got Scherzer and Nola making their, their second starts. So, but you, on, on DK here where you need two of them, I think, uh, Hendricks is a great guy to pair with somebody like that. I don't think Hendricks is a great play on FanDuel today. Um, I think you could. I think you could potentially play him on FanDuel, but when we're looking at FanDuel and we're looking at this early, you know, twelve twenty slate, I mean, the pitching is just so strong that there's some cheaper batters that I would rather take than kind of sacrifice pitching. Um, so, and, and honestly, I'd probably play Wainwright for six hundred dollars more than Hendricks. Um, just in general here. And I, I think Hendricks is a great SP2 on, on DraftKings as if, if you just need the, you know, the kind of salary. But um, the other side, Zach Thompson, I don't know really what to kind of think here as far as Zach Thompson is concerned. You know, we don't have a huge sample size. He's had decent numbers against righties, but how much of that was pitching in Miami? I, I mean, and I guess like the other thing that we kind of have to consider is like, he is now pitching in Pittsburgh. So, I mean, it's not a huge, huge downgrade for him. Um, you know, did a great job of limiting walks, generated ground balls and singing, swinging strike rate stuff against righties was fantastic. And I mean, the Cubs can throw some lefties in there, but this is going to be a very right-handed dominant lineup this year. So is Zach Thompson maybe playable here at 5,200? He's the cheapest pitcher on the slate. We love the ballpark. I, I think that he is. Um, I think there's more upside with Lodolo. We, we did see a, a fairly decent strikeout rate from Thompson last year, but the Cubs were a team we targeted heavily last season for strikeouts. Uh, they added Madrigal, who is a very like extreme low strikeout guy. Uh, Suzuki has come over from Japan and showed really good plate discipline and looks like he'll be a low strikeout guy. Horner was hurt for much of the season uh, and he's a low strikeout guy. So this Cubs lineup is not near as strikeout heavy as it was last year. Uh, that being said, at Thompson at his price, I do think he's still in play. Just slightly concerned about the, the upside. Um, I think he'll have a, like the other thing is it's his first start of the season too. So I wouldn't expect more than 80 pitches but I think you could see five shutout innings here. I just, I don't know if the strike strikeout upside is there in this matchup. Yeah. And I, I mean, realistically, it's probably both pitchers in this game. Um, the strikeout side, is, the strikeout upside is just kind of limited for both of these guys. So, I, I mean, if Hendrick is going to be 20% owned and Thompson's going to be 5% owned, I don't hate that as like a pivot. And I mean, 1400 gets you another like top end bat. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, I don't mind maybe taking a shot. So bats in this game. I mean, the Cubs are, they're kind of cheap. You know, you mentioned Suzuki. This guy's off to a really scorching start. Um, I definitely don't mind him. Um, I just, 
I I look at this game and I'm like, I probably end up on like one-offs if anything in this game because I mean this game's in Pittsburgh. It has the second lowest total on the slate. You have two somewhat decent pitchers. I just I don't see myself stacking even like a small stack on either one of these teams. Yeah, there, there's one guy for the Cubs that stands out. Ian Happ is 3,100. He's had multiple hits in each game so far this season. Um, switch hitter, so he'll bat lefty against Thompson. He would be my favorite of the bunch. Uh, Suzuki at 4,300 is fine as well. And Contreras as a catcher on, on DraftKings would be fine at 4,500. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I won't be looking to stack here. Um, love Ian Happ as a one-off, though. And then, I mean, on the Pittsburgh side – I think Reynolds is someone that is going to get going. I think he's hit what safe in every game so far this season, but he's just, he's a good hitter and he's a good real life hitter. I I think he's someone that like, if you're playing like one-offs, I don't mind him or maybe like a Yoshi. Um, But that's really it. Again, same thing that I was talking about on the Chicago Cubs side. I'm not really looking to stack this game. So if I do like a, a five, two, one, or a four, three, one. And I look at maybe needing a cheap one off that has a little bit of pop. Maybe that's where I, you know, do it. Yeah. I I don't mind that Reynolds is a really good hitter, a little bit underpriced at 4,200. And then Vogelbacher Yoshi, Yoshi as like looking for a cheap home run. I'd be totally fine with that, but agree. I'm, I'm not looking to stack against Hendricks. Is I feel like Reynolds is going to be underpriced all year just because of the, the lineup he's in. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like their team total is never going to be high. Um, but yeah, he's just a, a really good hitter. He may end up getting moved at the trade deadline. I, we'll see what what they end up doing there. But And he's a switch hitter. So like he's kind of matchup proof as far as like the bullpen goes. So should hit yep. towards the top of the order. So Reynolds is someone that I'm, I'm probably going to talk about a lot on this podcast this year because I do believe in the talent. Um, so all right, moving on. We got the Mets at Philadelphia taking on the Phillies, eight and a half total in this game as well. Uh, the Phillies, a slight favor here at 125. We got Max Scherzer going up against Aaron Nola. Um, here we are, you know, the second technical week of baseball season. Um, and we have one of the best pitching matchups we've had all year so far. So uh, talk to me here about Mad Max. Yeah, this is a, a phenomenal matchup here, uh, pitcher versus pitcher anyway. Two, two pretty good offenses, though, as well. Um, Max dealt with the hamstring a little bit during spring, came out and threw 80 pitches. I wouldn't say he looked his sharpest. He did give up three runs, but also, also had six strikeouts. So, I mean, I know he's getting up there in age, but for, for me, he's still one of the best pitchers in baseball. Um, 10-1, I think there's plenty of value on this slate. The price tag won't be an issue. Um, Tough matchup, tough ballpark, but I mean, it's Max Scherzer. I, I like him in any matchup. Yeah, I mean, the swinging strike rate, it was a little concerning, but it was one start. It was still 8.5%. He had a 27% K rate. He kept the walks down. Um, only walked one hitter in that Washington spot, and that that's a tough lineup to strike out. Uh, let's be honest for a second. I mean, that's a tough lineup to strike out, and this lineup, I mean – it's not like there's a lot of 30% K rates in this lineup, but I mean, there are guys that are over 23%. Um, so I think we see max closer to 90, if not a little bit more pitches in this spot. And, you know, when you're giving max 90 pitches, he, the, the upside is eight plus strikeouts. So 
Um, definitely in play on this slate for me. And then, I mean, Nola on the other side of this game, another guy that like, if he's going to get the pitches, he's a guy that can get, you know, a lot of strikeouts. So, um, his swinging strike rate looked fantastic in his first start. So I'm not, I'm not overly concerned as far as Nola is concerned. Um, seven strikeouts, 76 pitches. If we play the 10 pitch bump, second start, he gets 85 here. Um, I mean, both these pitchers are fantastic tournament plays. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, you're picking one for cash too. I think I, I would lean max, even though I would say Nola probably looked better in his first first start but just track record for max i would lean him if, if forced to choose between the two but yeah i i absolutely love nola for tournaments um i think philly's lineup is a little stronger than the mets so that's a slight bump to nola but yeah just they're they're both great i'm gonna have plenty of exposure to both of them um two best pitchers on the slate for sure and i think the lineup i think the lineup for the mets is a little bit better than the philly lineup just Do overall, you? I, I kind of lean the other way. I think I love Philly's lineup. I, I mean, both they're, they're both really good. really good. Yeah, uh, you know, are. adding adding Cassianos maybe bumps the Philly lineup because, like, they do have that heart now where you're you got to get around Real Muto, Harper, Cassianos, and Hoskins. Where the Mets, I, I mean, Marte, Lindor, Alonzo, Escobar is no walk in the park. So, I mean. Both cores are really good. Um, maybe overall the Philly lineup's a little bit better. Um, but man, I just let's talk about bats. I mean, as far as bats go, you have two of the higher potential pitchers on this slate, and both of these offenses can hang 10 runs against any lineup. I think in large field tournaments, if you're running a lot of lineups. I think you're looking at stacking both of these teams potentially and playing the pitchers on other lineups. And that's again, one of the glorious things about baseball and the variants of baseball. Yeah, I I'm interested. Um, I don't know if I want to full stack them, but like a three man, I'm definitely into and power one-offs. Absolutely. Um, especially lefties against Scherzer. That's kind of even like, as dominant as he's been throughout his career, like lefties can get to him uh, and he'll give up a solo home run here or there. So Harper and Schwarber in particular, I have a ton of interest in Um, Didi Gregorius is fine at 3,700, but I'm, I'm more into hunting for home runs. I think in this spot, great ballpark for that. Uh, I will have some three man stacks though. Also. Um. Yeah, I mean, I kind of said my piece on both of these lineups. I think if you're if you're playing them, you're stacking at least three. I don't think you're necessarily one-offing these guys because, I mean, the guys that you'd want to one-off, right? Bryce Harper, he's 6K. Marte, 55. Castellanos, 5. Hoskins, 5. Schwarber, 49. Alonzo, 47. So, I mean, that's why it's so tough to just say, all right, I'm going to one-off these guys because they're just so expensive. Yeah, I, I feel you, but um, like if I was thinking about how I would do it, we just talked about Ian Happ in the last game. You play a value bat with some pop like that, and then that, that helps you pay up for another one-off. So that's kind of what I'm thinking on that. Yeah, I hear you. Can We can disagree, Keith. You're, <laughs> we're allowed to do that. Um, yeah. We got the Dodgers and the Twins. This game opened at 8.5. It's 9 everywhere right now. Um 
The Dodgers a 165 favorite. We got Kershaw against Paddock. Uh, pretty sure it's both both of these guys' first start of the season. Um, so we'll start here with Clayton Kershaw. Um, yeah, I mean, he threw 75 pitches. What was it last week? Um, you know, as far as like just getting ready. I think we don't see him over 85 in this start. I could be wrong, um, but I think that's kind of a good number to go off of. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. Um, I, there's no reason to push him. This is a guy who's struggled with his health for several years now. I think 85, he, I, I'd, I'd be thrilled with 85 out of him. Um, he's in that same price range as Nola. There's a couple of guys cheaper that I like as well. Um, Minnesota's a pretty pretty decent pretty right-handed heavy lineup. So at, at 9,200, I just, I don't have a ton of interest in Kershaw. I mean, I'd, I'd much rather find the 500 bucks to get up to Nola or the um, 900 to get up to, to Scherzer. Uh, I just, with those two aces on the slate, I'm not going to play much Kershaw. I don't think. I don't see myself using a lot of Kershaw. If he is lower owned, maybe I run him out in one lineup. Um, and I definitely don't want to play Paddock. Like the Dodgers, even losing and moving around some pieces they still have one of the best if not the best lineup in baseball um there's just not a weak spot when when gavin lux and bellinger are hitting like seventh and ninth like those guys could hit fourth or fifth for most teams in baseball so i just i I mean i just i can't play paddock here i don't really expect much from paddock either um you know last year really struggled with the strikeouts um, and he just really struggled with hard contact. He, it was a big miss for him. Yeah. I, ultimately I think the change, change of scenery will be helpful, helpful for him, but I'm not targeting him against the Dodgers in, in his first start of the season, like another guy who should have a very limited pitch count and just a brutal matchup. So even though he's cheap, I'm, I'm out on him too. I like the Dodgers bats. Um, not the greatest ballpark in the world, not the greatest weather, um, but they're one of the top offenses in baseball. And I mean, could potentially a little go, go a little overlooked here because of all the good bats. So um, I like the Dodgers. They're not even expensive either. Um, like Trey Turner is 5,800, but Freddie Freeman is 4,900. Max Muncie is 4,300. That is way too cheap for, for those guys talent. Oh, uh, bats at 5,300 is fine. Will Smith, 4,200 is too cheap. Justin Turner, 3,800 is too cheap. Gavin Lux, 2,700. Like Cody Bellinger, 2,600. They're not even expensive. So I, I'm with you. I absolutely love the Dodger stack today. Yeah. And like a Gavin Lux and Bellinger, you know, I mentioned those guys. Like, don't be afraid to use them in your stacks because they are so cheap. Um, you could wrap it around with Lux or finish out like a top end stack without Will Smith and go Bellinger. Um, you know, if you're like me and you don't like paying up a catcher. So, but I mean, even Will Smith, he's like 4,200. So it's not like you're paying up too much for the catcher position here. So uh, Minnesota, I mean, Buxton is, uh, he's in play every day. I don't care at this point. Um, I, you know, I talked about it yesterday on the podcast. I just, I really want to see a full season from him because I, I really think he could do big things if he could have a full season. So um, even against Kershaw, I think Buxton and Correa are interesting. Um, they're kind of expensive, but I don't think a lot of people would potentially play them. Sanchez, 3K at catcher. Um, 
I mean, I'm not expecting Kershaw to go too deep here. I don't think we see him push past five innings in this spot. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I don't like the stack against Kershaw because he generally has pretty good control. Uh, but I do like those that righty power. Buxton is number one. Correa close second. Um, and then I'd probably go value hunting. Gary Sanchez looks like a nice play at 3K catcher. Um, Sano is a little more expensive than I'd like against, in a matchup against Kershaw. But, I mean, if he hits you two home runs at 4,100, you wouldn't complain about that. Nope, you would not. All right, we got Boston at Detroit. Eight total in this one, and it's kind of a pick'em game most places. Very slight favorite, if anything, to the Red Sox. Uh, Eovaldi against Eduardo Rodriguez. Uh, it's so funny when this kind of stuff works out where, like, Rodriguez traded, or did he sign? I think he signed with uh, Detroit. I don't think it was a trade. Yeah, yeah he was a free agent. Yeah, so sign with Detroit, gets to face his old team here. Um, and then Eovaldi. I mean, Eovaldi's solid in his first start. 76 pitches, generated a lot of ground balls, just gave up two bombs. And, I mean, that's that's facing the Yankees right there. So um, we'll start here with Eovaldi. And, I mean, I, I don't hate this spot. This is one of the lower totals on the slate. He's 8,200. It's his second start, so we kind of expect him to go maybe 10 pitches further, so 85, maybe 90. And, I mean, it's just seems like he's a little underpriced for the matchup going up against Detroit, if anything else. Yeah, I, I like this spot for Eovaldi a lot. Uh, I think he's, in general, just a very underrated pitcher. Um, this price tag is just too cheap. Huge ballpark upgrade going from Boston into Detroit. Um, Detroit could be decent this year, but there's still a lot of young guys in this lineup, a lot of strikeouts. Um, 8,200 for this matchup is, is too cheap for Yovaldi. We're going to see days where Detroit strikes out 15, and we're going to see days where Detroit puts up 10 plus runs. So, yeah, um, a lot of young talent, but again, a lot of strikeouts, like a lot of strikeouts. So, I think Yovaldi grades out as one of the best pitchers on the slate. Um, especially when you're factoring like price and matchup. So definitely love this spot for him. And then, I mean, Eduardo Rodriguez going up against his old team, you know, that is, it's somewhat appetizing because he does have decent strikeout stuff. But I'll say this about this Red Sox lineup. Like there's not a ton of strikeouts in this lineup, especially against left-handed pitching. So I, I like the appeal of potentially playing Rodriguez, but on the flip side, it's like, I don't know if he gets there in this spot. Yeah. On a different slate, I'd be willing to take chances on Rodriguez, but um, we talked about Hendricks who's cheap. Uh, we've still got Wainwright who's fairly priced. Evaldi on the other side of this game. Like I would much rather play Evaldi for 700 more than Rodriguez. And it's because of what you mentioned that the Boston just crushes left-handed pitching. Um, Rodriguez is a guy that can lose his command. Uh, he'll give up some power. So I just, it's not the slate for me to target Rodriguez. I'd prefer the Boston bats here. It's kind of where I'm at too. I think I prefer the Boston bats and you kind of hope that like Trevor Story's back for this one, even though they said he's likely not going to play, um, in this one. So that would be like a huge upgrade in this lineup, especially against like left-handed pitching, but I mean, 
Yeah, I, I like Vasquez a lot in this spot. I love I love catchers that get to face pitchers they used to catch for. He's thirty six hundred. He's a guy that has good numbers against left handed pitching in the past. So I really like Vasquez at thirty six hundred. Just kind of wanted to point that out. But I mean, you know, Martinez one of the best hitters against against left handed pitching in baseball. Kiki Hernandez for years against left handed pitching. So plenty of good bats here to target for Boston. Yeah, for sure. I, I want to stack them up. I mentioned Rodriguez has command issues at times. Um, I know Devers is the most expensive, but he handles lefties pretty well, and nobody ever likes playing the lefty-lefty matchup. He should come with pretty low ownership um, due to the lefty-lefty matchup and the $5,700 price tag. So I, I love Devers in tournaments. Yes. And then on the Detroit side, I mean, I don't mind maybe targeting some one-off power bats in this spot um, because Eovaldi does, even though like he can have really good outings, he does tend to give up a home run every once in a while or two. Um, I think my favorite is probably Candelario. I think. <laughs> I think it would be Baez for me. I'm looking at, I'm pretty sure Eovaldi has reverse power splits. If I'm remembering that correctly, he I did don't... up until like the last like year and then it kind and of half, flipped and it kind yeah. of flipped again. And I don't remember, I think it was something to do with like the slider or something like that. Like um, he, he added the slider. He started throwing it harder or something like that, but yeah, it kind of, it kind of reversed again to normal. <laughs> yeah so i'm um, last year he did give up 424 slugging to righties and 375 to lefties so it, it was reversed last year as well I'm, i can't find the iso on fan graphs right now but uh um, so he but, was at 147 153 okay yeah i mean i think you could target either, either side of the plate here um good command guy so I, I don't love a tiger stack but i i definitely think you could look for some power here um i think Baez is would be the guy i look to i wouldn't mind meadows uh, Candelario is fine as well, but yeah, not, not interested in a stack, but I wouldn't mind some power bats. All right. We finish it out with Kansas city at St. Louis, my favorite stack from last night. We got an eight and a half total in this game. The Cardinals a one sixty favorite. We got Zach Greinke against Adam Wainwright. Um, any interest here in Zach Greinke? Not on this slate. Uh, he is still really cheap. Uh, I played quite a bit of him in the last game just because there, there was no upside on that slate. When you've got Hendricks just a little bit cheaper, you've got a Lodolo in the same price range which with far more um, strikeout upside. And we may not even need to go this cheap. We've talked about plenty of cheap bats. Um, yeah, just St. Louis is a decent enough lineup and Grinky just doesn't have the upside for me. Yeah, I think that's it's just not a guy that I'm going to play a lot, if any, this year, just because he's not going to miss many bats. Um, so I'm going to pass on Zach Granke. I'll talk about the bats here in a second. And Granke is someone that had some massive reverse splits last year. He really struggled with righties, and this lineup is just going to be full of right-handed bats. So talk about that here in a second. Um, Wainwright on the other side of this game, another pitcher that's very, very much in play here. Um, this lineup has some young talent. Don't get me wrong, but I think he just kind of cruises here. We saw him throw 81 pitches, didn't walk anybody, six strikeouts, um, and he had a really strong outing against Pittsburgh first time out and gets a, 
another really good matchup here going up against Kansas City. Yeah, Wainwright just continues to get it done at 40 years old. Um, I, I, nothing to be afraid of in the matchup here uh, through 81 pitches. So I think he, he'll be up in that 90 pitch range. He's a guy that generally pitches pretty deep into games. Um, strikeouts aren't outstanding, but I think there is a little bit of upside against this Kansas City lineup. Um, I, I, I'm in on Wainwright at 8,700. Yeah, just he's solid. That's what he is. He's just a yeah. solid pitcher. I think he has a really good chance for a win because I think the Cardinals kind of get up here. And, you know, at this at this time of the year, right, for the first couple of weeks of the season when these guys are not throwing 95-plus pitches, I mean, the wins matter because, I mean, those extra points are the extra strikeouts that we can kind of cover the win for earlier in the year or later in the year. So I think if Wainwright can go out and get to a quality start, and win and you know strike out five plus guys here uh you know it's just a it's a win so um as far as the kansas city bats probably not playing anybody i mean you can always take shots on salvador perez if you want to pay up a catcher um coming off a two home run game last night he finally i mean he's had multiple hits now in back-to-back games he's just he's a good hitting catcher um and they're gonna with this new new DH stuff, I just don't see Salvador Perez getting many days off as far as just hitting, um, just in general here. Yeah, I will. The Royals are really cheap. Um, even Sal Perez, we've paid over five K for before. So at forty five hundred, I don't mind that at all. Uh, ben Intendi at thirty six hundred and Bobby Witt at three K. I'd, I'd be interested in both of them. Again, Wainwright, a pretty good control guy, not a guy that gets blown up a ton, but I wouldn't mind like a, a mini stack against him, a three-man or something. The other side of the Cardinals, um, I'm hoping they're the low-owned here. Uh, I really like the Cardinals in this spot. You know, I love this spot for O'Neill and Arenado. Goldschmidt's a guy that hits right-handed pitching well. Granke just he just struggled massively to keep the ball on the ground, to keep the ball soft contact. 215 ISO against righties last year. So I love the Cardinals. I love all these righties going to get, you know, to crack here against um, Zach Greinke. I'm lukewarm on the Cardinals, I would say. Just Greinke You're being a Cubs the... fan. What do you expect? <laughs> True. Yeah, maybe that's <laughs> my bias kicking in there. But <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, I just – Greinke has, has really good control. I, the power has gotten him a little bit here uh, recently, but – I don't know. Just there are other spots I prefer on the slate. Um, the Cardinals aren't that cheap. Um, so, I mean, I'll, I'll have some stacks of them, but not one of my favorite teams. Yeah, I, I hear you. And like I said, I think it's just more of a low owned potential stack that has a lot of pop, um, a lot of pop in this spot. And I mean, and they're kind of expensive. So I don't really expect if, if any of them, to be over like 10% owned. So, um, you know, L- Lars note bar, he should be back in the lineup here. He's 3,100. He'll help kind of make the stack work. So just like the overall potential here for the Cardinals. So, all right, we're going to play the morning grind game and then get out of here for some early baseball. Love it. Um, we'll go under eight K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you like today? So a guy, Josiah Gray is who I'm going to go with. I don't necessarily want to play him because I think he's going to give up a couple of home runs too. Um, but the strikeout upside is there. Uh, I'll go with Gray for six strikeouts. 
Yeah, I, I think I had to go Kyle Hendricks against this Pittsburgh lineup. I think there's a lot more strikeouts in this lineup this year. Um, I, think he, I think he has a good chance. Um, the other guy I was thinking about is Lodolo. Just, I mean, first start, how much tape do they really have on him? And he's a lefty. I mean, you know, crafty lefties are, are an art form in baseball, man. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? I'm going to go Kershaw, good Minnesota lineup, first start of the year. Not sure that he's fully stretched out, so it's just a pitch count thing. Um, Not down on Kershaw at all, just don't think he'll get the pitches to get there. I'm going to go Max Freed. It's just a really tough lineup to face in that Washington lineup. And day baseball in Atlanta, expect it to be, you know, a lot warmer than most places this time of year. So I think Max Freed, great real-life pitcher. I think that – I just don't know if he has the upside to be there. And I think he's one of my least favorite in this price range, him and Kershaw. So we're on the same page. I would rank them below everybody else over 8K today. So there you go. Yeah, I'm with you there. Over 4K to hit a home run. My home run that I called yesterday, Arenado, hit it in his first at bat. So um, I'm, on, I'm on a hot streak, one for one. So um, who do you got for over a home run over 4K today? Nice. We'll see if we can match that. Um... Give me, give me Matt Olson against Josiah Gray. Love that matchup for him. I like it. I like it. Um, I'm going to go with my boy, J.D. Martinez, going up against his former teammate. Uh, Martinez, just so good against left-handed pitching throughout his career. So I'll go J.D. Martinez. Give me a guy under 4K to get two hits today. Um, I like Ian Happ at 3,100. Um, he'll hold the platoon advantage against a really bad Pittsburgh bullpen, one of the weaker starting pitchers on the slate as well, I think. So I like Ian Happ at 3,100. I don't know if this guy is going to crack the lineup or not, but I'm going to go with Alec Dickerson. He's 3,600. Really like this spot for the Braves today. And I just – he hasn't really done much since coming over, and I think this is a spot that he could potentially get going. So I'm going to go with him. Um, stack to score six or more runs. What do you got? Uh, give me Boston. Um, the a pitcher they know well in Eduardo Rodriguez coming, they, getting to face his former team for the first time. So, uh, Boston against left-handed pitching is something I'm always interested in. Especially a pitcher they have a lot of data on. So, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go Cardinals. Uh, like I said, I really kind of like the Cardinals as a lower owned potential stack here. So I'll go Cardinals. Uh, any bets standing out to you here night before him? Um, when you kind of touched on earlier, um, Boston at minus 115, I like their money line here. I just think they match up really well against Erod. Eovaldi is an underrated pitcher. I know they're on the road, but I I mean, I'll take Boston as, as just a very slight favorite. Yeah, I'll be looking at Eovaldi's strikeout prop in this spot because I do think that he has some really solid strikeout potential in this matchup. So, I'll be looking at his strikeout prop um, for sure. If it's at, I think five and a half, I will take the over up yep. to five and a half. I think that's a, I think that's a value at that. So I think that's kind of what I'm looking at. If One other thing I, I did. Sorry, okay. go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> um, Max Scherzer is an underdog. You, you will not see that very often, um, but Philly has Nola on the mound at home. Um, I don't, I don't mind taking a shot on the Mets there on their money line also. Yeah. I mean, it's some value at you can get it right now at plus 110 on Vandal and DraftKings. So that's value. Um, 
I mean, with those two, with those two studs on the mound, anything can happen. So, um, I, I don't, I don't, I was going to say this. Um, I don't typically like spread bets in baseball, but I, I really like the Cardinals plus one thirty at minus one and a half today. Um, I'll probably end up writing that up on scores and odds. I really like that. Hopefully it moves in my direction. Um, but spread bets. I mean, when you have like a really good pitcher, like Wainwright facing a guy like Zach Ranky, who is a name, but he's very beyond his prime. Um, good Cardinals lineup. I think that that has some serious value today. So I'm going to take that. And uh, again, we don't typically talk spreads, but I mean, even the Cubs, Cubs, you can get them at plus 135 minus one and a half. So don't mind looking at some potential spread bets when the pitching is kind of really good against mediocre at best. So uh, just something to kind of look for here in baseball. Uh, Keith, any final words before we get out of here? No, fun, long day of baseball ahead. We get started super early and go throughout the, the whole day. So should should be a fun one. It should, um, for sure. I, I love day baseball. It, there's nothing that helps you get through the day more better. And, yes, I know that's not a term, but, it, yes, more better than baseball. So that's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back on Thursday talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We will see you then.